Welcome back, Crush A Lot Podcast. I am your boy, Cheese, as always. The highly expensive, please send me that invoice, bodyguard, Kalina, <laughs> a.k.a. Calzingas. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm just a little bit hot. It's fucking hot today. It's hot down there in Miami. It's kind of hot out in Brooklyn, and that's mostly because the landlord refuses to turn off the heat. Like, just turn it off already. I'm boiling over here, so I'm turning that AC on. I know it's like 60 degrees out here in Brooklyn, but the AC is going on. I need that. So if you're new to the show, thank you for checking out the show. If you've been checking out the show regularly, uh, we continue to appreciate you. Thank you for doing that. Stop what you're doing, though. Make sure you're subscribing and then go to the link and subscribe to the 10 minute review side project that me and Sir Love Day are doing right now. Um, and you will probably already heard my my very uh, excited rant on all things uh, AZ <laughs> and all things uh, gigs. And I am not going to apologize for that rant. Go and check it out. And if you want to fight me, I'm in Brooklyn, but the bodyguard's going to come out and protect me. So that's what I'm going to do. Did you rest. just say gigs? Gigs. You said gigs? Yes. You were talking about gigs? Oh, God. I was, I I was challenged to do gigs. And uh, <laughs> yes, I'll leave it there. Go check out the link below. But this is not about us, right? We try to bring you the best of the best. Uh, one of our favorite upcoming producers right now, um, all the way. You're in Boston right now, I would imagine. Yes, I am. Boston man, Michelangelo, is here. Good, sir. How are you? Not so bad yourself. Hot. I'm hot. <laughs> but we're doing good. Um, it is good to have you on the show. We're always Not excited to have me, producers. The Boston scene is on the come up right now. Yeah, we, definitely, man. Definitely. MCs and producers. We're talking about SD Nag Aldovino yeah, right there and Code 9. Yeah, man. Vinyl it's, villain. Funny. it's funny because it's been going on for years. I mean, I um I used to go off another producing name. So I and I rebranded my name. So a lot of these cats I've been working with and have known for years, you know, so it's it's finally good to see some of your homies kinda of come up with you and kinda of make moves with you. You know what I'm saying? It's dope. It's dope. Yeah, the Boston scene is it could be argued that right now as hot as almost any other outfit out there. Rochester's up there. Obviously. I mean, Buffalo, Rochester. Buffalo Boston, is up there, too. New York and Philly, man. So I mean, it's a nice. I'm, Philly. I'm glad the East is winning at the moment. Um, saying that, when it comes to your production, you're, you're kind of known for like a more grimy, you're not afraid of drums. Thank you very much. No. Um how did you develop your style? Would, do you feel like you have a style? How do you really approach making these beats? Because they're, 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 I wouldn't say they're simplistic. They're definitely a lot of thought and intricate nature put together from what I'm hearing it. I mean, I've, I've been doing it for some, quite some time now. So, I mean, even though it might sound simple, I, I make sure that the drums are sounding right on it. There's a lot of times where I hear producers use some break over another loop and it's just like really sloppy i'll always try to chop my stuff up sometimes i'll keep a loop because if the loop's dope you just kind of want to keep it sometimes you know it's just that dope feeling but other than that man i mean it took years i mean just finally i mean you obviously have inspirations you obviously have mentors some that kind of teach us along the way but after a few years you start to pick up some of your stuff for your own and you start to develop your own sound so I mean, 
I just been always on that rugged stuff, man. Like that's where I grew up off. My brothers always put me onto that. That's the, that's what made me want to make beats. Is just seeing how you can just take other snippets of other songs and other you know other drum breaks. You're, you're a composer, but you know what I'm saying. But in a hip hop form, not an orchestra type form. You know, so you're picking you know your instruments and you're putting them together. So I always thought that was super dope. And when I first started making beats, you know, you obviously would try to emulate some of your favorite beats. So I think once I started doing that, I was like, okay, I can do this. Like I just remade that pretty damn close. So you start to pick up your own ingredients and you just do your own thing, man, you know? Like you were saying, what were some of the influences that made you want to be a producer in the first place? I mean, it's, it's typical, <laughs> I guess you can say Premier, you know, Alchemist. Typical, that's typical shit. Okay, then tell me something not typical about why you wanted to do it. Were you like, oh, this is dope. I think I could be better. Like, what was um, something, something not typical? To be honest, um, how I got into it was um, I used to make, like, mixtapes in high school and stuff. And I used to give them out. I even sell them up. And I had a few people hit me up and be like, dude, you got an ear for music. You should, you know, like, go to school. You should, like, do something. So I had a close homie that ended up passing away that summer. So, um, you know, when I graduated high school, my mom was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't really know. So I ended up going to school for that, but like, that school was a waste of time, is what, you know what I'm saying? Like, what you put into it, really. But I've met some good people along the way, and that's kind of how I started into it. Um, from there, it just, I mean, just a love for it. I've always had love for music, so seeing actually how the beats were made, it just got me more into it, it was dope. Definitely go. What was the okay, equipment? Would you say go like? Oh, go ahead. No, you got go it. Ahead. You got it. No, 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 you would you say like within the last? <laughs> <laughs> would you say that during the last year, let, let's say between 2018, 2017, up until now, you've had like a really busy. You've been busy, busy, like more busy than usual. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the funny part. Is like I, I definitely. I know some producers out there like, who the hell is this kid? Like, what the hell? He just comes out of nowhere. You know? But I've been doing this for years. And it's funny, um, about three years ago, I was kind of like going to wrap it up. and just be like kind of done with it. I always do it, but not put my money into it, go to shows as active as I was. And um, one of my homies at the time was just like, bro, you should just get at Westside and just see if you can work with him. You know, see, see if you can like own the exclusive rights. So I got at them real early on. And this is all before the shady deal. So I ended up linking up with them. We, you know, we did some business, but more or less so I could own the track, so I could sell them. You know what I'm saying? I want to make sure I have the, everything was right. Some people are like, I, but you paid. I'm like, yeah, but I paid to own these songs. Like, these are my songs, so I'll pay for that. But I won't pay to work with some. You know, that's a little different. But, um, yeah, that's way different. Yeah, a lot so of producers from, do do too, and it's not that doesn't work. Nah, the that's same. not. That I mean, I've always same. I've always been a kind of a businessman, so if I can't get my money back, it doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know. But so from that, I ended up doing. Um, I got a Holland Ass track by them. That's just crazy. Um, and then I got another track that's uh, it's the 16 Conway, 16 West Side. Um, Benny's in the works right now. He's supposed to send me some stuff over. Uh, same thing with Al Camino. I'm kind of just trying to build that record, like, you know, nice solid form. But that's, uh, that's what kind of made me cha want to change the name because I used to go by Mass Appeal Beats with a Z. And um, I started that around 2000, 
2005, 2006. So that was before Nas's label, magazine. So I knew that I couldn't drop West Side Gun with that name. It would cause confusion, so I rebranded it. And um, my name, my real name is Michael Anthony, but my grandfather used to call me Michelangelo. You know, he was Italian, so he used to be like, Michelangelo. So that, that set home more for me. So I was like, you know what, that makes sense. I fuck with it. It's still M.A., Mass, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people, you'll hear Edo call me Mass, and people are like, yo, why does he call you Mass? Because he remembers me from Mass Appeal. So it's like, there's certain heads that still call me Mass, but it's that's, funny. Yeah. It, that's like your superhero origin story. Yeah, uh, that's, without that's the how, spider bite. I'm breaking everything down. No, I like I, I like this. Um, what were some of the equipment and programs that you cut your teeth on? What was like the first thing? Because um, I try to I, I try to do the DJ thing. When I was like more minimum wage in my age, uh, was like five dollars. So I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have internet. I had magazine the source. I would go to the local like electronic store and just buy two mixers that weren't really supposed to be for cutting. So when like I started, so when I started pulling it back, I didn't know there was a rubber band and I broke the rubber band. And I was like, why is this not working? Why can't I DJ? And I didn't. I just didn't understand. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't understand at like fourteen years old how this is supposed to work. And I kind of figured it out, but by that point. You know, I moved on. What did you cut your teeth on? What did you, uh, what programs were you using when you first broke in? And what are you using now? I started uh, with the MPC 2000 XL. Um, I made some decent beats, but then I went to Reason and I did a lot of my early work. When I was younger, I worked with like Crumb Snatcher, um, like ST to Squad, that's like Terminologies Group. So it used to be heavy, like around that, and um, and then I went back to the 2000 XL, learned more, so I did some stuff on that, and then I switched over to the the machine, and it's just been a wrap ever since. To be honest, it's just I like the the hardware and the software that I can go back and forth. You know, it kind of makes it easy for me. The the workflow is a lot quicker. You know, the MPC sometimes I'd be like, uh, you, you get tired, you're just like, you know, you're just like, yeah. uh, I don't get the not as intuitive. That's what's up. Um, how are you sampling? Uh, straight from vinyl? I do both. I mean, I'll do YouTube. I don't really care anymore. Like, I'm getting to, I'm getting to the point where we really think about it. If you're making beats off of computers, it's going digital anyway. So unless you're using a straight MPC where you're going vinyl to a mixer to the MPC, that's the only way it's really going to fucking work out. You know, if you use an analog equipment, but most of the time people are using this digital stuff. So if you just go on YouTube, it's the same stuff. People are ripping it off of vinyl. So it's like, mm -hmm. whatever. But I go really, really deep. There's a lot of stuff that people have touched on YouTube. So you got to be careful. You know, that's one of the biggest things is um, just breaking samples. I try not to touch samples that have been used. And if, if it is used, I got to feel like I killed it. You know what I'm saying? For me to release it. So. So. Like, have you ever, <laughs> have you ever been super like geeked out to like meet an artist or like a producer, and then when you meet them, they're oh, super man. trash? Oh man, <laughs> definitely. That's that. That's like the the same the, the saying. Don't meet your, your heroes, you know, and you get, <laughs> kind of get let down. Um, I mean. We don't yeah, need to definitely. name names. Come on. Yeah, I'm, I'm I, 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 pre <laughs> I prefer it, but we're you know. I mean, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Primo. 
Um, you know what I'm saying? I, I looked up to him, but I think it was Yikes. the circumstance of how I met him. You know what I'm saying? I was, I'm a white dude at a hip hop show and he's just, you know, those mad people trying to get the record signed. And he was just kind of like, all right, you know, like one of those things. But I was, I was pumped to meet him. I just wanted a handshake. I don't need pitches, nothing like that. I got, you know, my mass appeal record signed. So I was pumped, you know, Pete Rock was real cool. Um, he was a real nice dude. Um, I mean, I, I got to recently meet Muggs. We went on a trip. That dude is one of the best dudes I've ever met. So that was I mean, that was that Crime Apple Columbia trip. Yeah, yeah, my my homie Primo Profit. Um, so back to kind of my rebranding. In the beginning stages, I had those track, uh, the West Side tracks. So I knew I had to kind of build my name up again because I didn't want to drop those tracks. So um, at that time, my my homie was out in New York doing a video with Jada Kiss, and he just met Crime. Just being them being Colombians, they stick together. You know what I'm saying? So you had him come through, and I met him for the first time. So we, you know, we talked about doing a little bit of business. I mean, that's what we did, you know, Chepe. It was real light and short, you know, and um, just from my uh, hanging out with him and Buck, man, it's like, it's like real natural. Like Buck Dudley is like a, you know, he's an Irish dude. So Boston's full of Irish people. I'm, I got all my friends that are Irish kids. So it was like, he's like one of my best friends that I just met. It was, it was crazy. So from yeah, there, shout out to Bug Dudley, man. We we really we need to get him on the show, man. He's been Definitely, working man. a lot he's, too. He's we've, been been, working. We've, we've him and me talked already. We're we're working on it, but he was just Definitely, scheduling. Yeah. Definitely issues. get him on it, that fucking asshole. Yeah, he he <laughs> makes some of the most like uncomfortable beats. Oh man, it's, like, it's I don't, crazy too. It's crazy too because I'll, I'll I feel like I might get like, stabbed in the hallway when I hear his stuff. <laughs> I'll be looking at him like, dude, you make the craziest beats, but he looks back at me and he gives that same respect. I'm like, I don't think so. Trust me, you know, so it's all love between me and him, man. He's a good dude. They definitely had an awesome time out there. When you're when you're in the middle of producing something, you're inspired. Is there a time where you just need to walk away from it and listen to another genre of music just to kind of shake or get some different inspirations? Because I find it now very difficult to listen to hip hop because I, now I'm listening. Now I run two podcasts and it's like, I'm forcing myself to listen to things I don't want to listen to. Like the yeah. gigs album. I forced myself to listen to it 10 times. That's 10 hours of my life. I'm not going to get back. And I'm like, and now I'm thinking, is this even worth it? Because I don't want to listen to this. And you know, so, and so I needed to like walk away and listen to some other <laughs> shit just to like, nah, my palate. 100%, 100% right, man. I stopped engineering because of that reason because I used to engineer and like obviously you gotta make some money so there'd be times where the dude's not nice you know you gotta sit through that session and you're just like oh I stopped doing that but um definitely man I'm not gonna lie to you um I don't even listen to hip hop that much I I listen to like my group of friends I'll check out their stuff but to, to keep refreshed like I listen to a lot of rock I listen to like everything Especially with sampling, I'm constantly in other genres, so that's how I find my inspiration. Um, what gets me my inspiration for hip hop is just that small circle that's kind of happening now in the underground type stuff. You know, it's just I'll check out, you know, some new buck stuff for crime, and that will get me inspired. Like, ah, shit, I gotta get all my shit and you know make some, you know. But I don't try to, I don't really venture out too far. You know, it's like you said, you just. I'm constantly making beats too, so at one point you don't want to get burnt out from it. So you try to find, you know, spots where you can gain from. You know, yeah. You know how it is, like you said. You're you're already dealing with it, man. 
I could do the show with Kalina and talk to guests because there's no like listening to music required. No, I mean, like, I, a, the people we book, the dialogue. Yeah, is just good. the people we book is because we listen to you out of our own enjoyment. Like we really haven't put anyone on that we don't really yeah. mess with, so that's why it just comes off like that's dope, people man. having fans, that. right? But the review is like I can't always be giving high reviews to people I like. We have to have critical commentary, so I force yeah, myself to listen. And and I, now I'm like. 30 episodes in and I have 30 in the stash because I've been just producing them at crazy pace. I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. It's like, it's really, really tough to enjoy yeah, music. Um, so- yeah, I can't do that. Like, I can't even review. Like, I couldn't do it because it's just too much shit and then it's going to make me end up not liking it. And I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't. I'm I just say, how do you deal with it? You just, you just uh, listen to... Well, it's because me... I, I just like what the hell? Yeah, what do you do? What do you do in that instance? Yeah, <laughs> me and Sir Love Day just d- develop a formula that says we need to listen to this ten times in different areas of of life: headphones, in bed, in a car, on the way to work, yeah. whatever. For we can have different experiences of music because we all listen to different at least ten times to have an honest I, review. I think I think that the, the two is headphones and in the car. Like that's yeah. where I get I consume most of my music. Other Correct. than like going through samples and stuff like that on a computer, but Correct. like but, on an everyday living, it's like either you're walking in the city or walking somewhere with your headphones or you're in your whip. Yeah, that's it. So I'm trying. Yeah. We'll see if I can keep the pace. So, and I'm not doing one day reviews. I wait. I wait weeks and months before. We yeah, you gotta definitely sit on something. We, we sit on it. Uh, saying that, hip hop is in an interesting place because it's it's. I wouldn't say it's divided. I think there's now clear subgenres of hip hop, and some people like what's going on in the mainstream. Some people don't, a la me. Um, but the hip hop resurgence on the underground scene is pretty, pretty strong with a nice movement. Yeah, pretty man. much headed headed by Griselda at this point. Definitely, definitely. And it seems like this might influence the new mainstream. Is there a concern that maybe? If we take this new renaissance of hip hop, that it might go in a direction we don't want it to go. Like it's in a nice sweet pocket. We could probably get more exposure, get more money for the artists, for they don't have to work a full time day job. Is is there room for that, or is there like a glass ceiling where we want to keep it right here before it goes too mainstream? I mean, I think you know, it's always going to be underground no matter what. It's, it's always going to be music that's. You know, people, you know, always are inspired trying to, you know, come up. So regardless, there's going to be that. But as far as like, I kind of, I kind of was definitely wary about Griselda when they signed to Shady. Cause I was like, I hope they don't change. Like they try to put like new producers and then they had that Just Blaze song, which was dope. Don't get me wrong. I love Just Blaze, but I was just like, yeah, I kind of weird, you know, I didn't really like it. But after seeing them, what they've been doing, they're still keeping that sound and they're really not changing for the most part. I guess we'll see from Conway's debut for, with Shady. That's around a corner too. It yeah, is. So I'm, I'm kind of like, actually, I'm going to buy really with my scared eye, about that. I'm really scared. I'm going to hold my eyes closed <laughs> and pray for the best. Um, we want them to win. I think it's, we all can acknowledge it's important for what we're trying to do, but I'm worried. I'm worried. Um, we'll see. Cause that like with the movement with Tana talk, you don't, like, what do you need more than that? Like, right there. Like, that's already, like, the highest. Benny's a beast, man. Yeah, I don't know what, how he does it. 
I'm prepared. Yeah, we actually got the we actually got the same birthday and shit. It's too funny. Benny's crazy. Is anybody you you have on your wish list? Like, man, I, I hope I could get a chance to get some bars from this. Work on a project, uh, an EP, an album. Anybody that comes to mind that is like on your hit list? <clears throat> I mean, I'm gunning for Rock Massey to be honest. Never heard of him. Yeah, I never yeah. heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's kind of where I'm gunning with after I deal with my West Side stuff. Right now, what I have. Coming up, I obviously I, I released Langosta with Crime Apple. Um, there's a there's gonna be released on vinyl. The B sides produced by me and Buck Dudley. Um, and what I'm doing actually, I haven't really spoke on it too much. No one really knows what I'm doing. But um, the second it's a four part seven inch series. So the second part's gonna be Daniel Sun. And another the same thing oh, side boy. A side B. Third part's gonna be Al Davino. I've known him for years. Um, I I used to record him when he was like 16 years old. So I've I've been in the game, you know what I'm saying. So I know these dudes personal. Um, last but not least, St. Knack for the file. But what I'm doing is, um, on the back covers, if you buy all four and you flip them over and you put them together, it'll be one piece, one artwork. You know what I'm saying? That's so nice. I'm do, kind of doing that for the collectors. That will probably be the last of the seven inches that I'm doing. After that, I've been had an album with Edo. Um, we're only like two, three tracks in. I'm still trying to get like six, six or seven tracks full. You know, uh, I just got, I got to fly him out here. We just got to work. He's been real busy, so I'm trying to get him after that. But after the Edo stuff, there's a few other stuff I'm dropping in between. But you got some stuff uh, with uh, with Mav. <coughs> with who? With Mav. Out from uh, the cloth. Oh yeah, yep, yep, yep. Riggs uh, and Mav, yeah. Me and Mav got some uh, going on. Uh, me and Rome Streets got stuff going on. We're just kind of trying to button stuff up. Um, that's how my tax money just hit. So now I gotta put some on the side. That's, <laughs> that's what you're telling me. Then I got some stuff with Jamal Gasol. Yeah, and that's kind of. That's it, but right, I just needed some projects to keep moving. You know what I'm saying? Like I got my kind of bigger ones that I want to focus on, but in between, I got to drop stuff. You know? That's what's up, hey, Kalina. Are we gonna ask that question? You know what question we want to ask, right? I haven't asked it for a while, but I think it has to come back. Oh, right, gosh. Let's go. Here we go. Oh. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. All right. So, go ahead. you know what? You know what? Ask it just because you haven't asked it for like the last two no, or three. I've been courteous. I've been courteous. Um, You've been courteous uh, to been my ears yes, uh, yes, as well. Yes. Uh, <laughs> a serious question, uh, Mr. Michelangelo. We ask, uh, we ask a lot of people in the Question Lab podcast this question. Different answers. Um, if you could pick any hip-hop beat <laughs> from the pantheon of hip-hop history that best describes your lovemaking style, uh, your mattress mumbo, uh, what would <laughs> that track be? Now, that's a, that's a. But now, does it have to be? But does it have to be hip hop? Does it have to be? No, no. If, you, if there's one that you definitely know is your signature song that plays in your head while you're doing the mattress mumbo, <laughs> that's in rhythm with whatever is hitting um, the speed bag moving in whatever <laughs> rhythmic nature. 
That's a wild question, man. It is called the Crush A Lot Podcast, so we need to bring it up okay, somewhere. Right. Um, I mean, what's the song that inspires the bodily friction? Oh, man. I mean, I guess... <laughs> I ain't editing nothing. I'm gonna leave the awkward silence in so we can yeah, all man, know how it's it goes. I mean, I wasn't expecting that type of question. That, that definitely, I don't know. I, I'm not saying Styles P, I get high because that, that sound that's something that, that's something that uh. only me and myself can now uh, really have a memory to, I guess. to that song. Are you linked to that? <laughs> The soundtrack right there, man. Uh, man, it's been good talking to you. Um, we're excited for the 2019 for you. Um, you've been on our radar for a little bit, so we're happy that you made some time for us. Boston is doing good things, and Thanks, we're man. excited for that. If you're new to Michelangelo, check out the link below. Go to the Bandcamp. Go support. Yes, you can stream it. We get it. Go buy and uh, give them more money. Or send them money through PayPal, whatever it is. Just make sure we buy the art for we can have our artists not work full time jobs and create more music for us. That would be a nice, a nice goal, um, and all that good stuff. Crush a lot podcast. <sighs> We're out. Peace. Peace.